This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Welcome to the Nakuda podcast for Parshas Achrimois Kedoshim, the double parsha following the parshas of Tazria Metzora, which are talking about the Indian of Saras and the purification from Saras, the whole uh, process involved there. Um, we're told that in order to attain a level of Kedusha, of holiness, we have to first attain a level of Tahara. So the fact that uh, the Parshiv of Metzora is talking about the Tahara of the Metzora is appropriate to be preceding the Parsha of Achimois Kedoshin, which both have to do do with the deal with the, have to do with the concept of Kedusha. Kedusha is a aspect of holiness which is uh, rather exclusive to the Jewish people, specifically uh, Achimos is talking about uh, Yom Kippur, the uh, Yom Kippurim, which is uh, the holiest day of the year, so to speak. Yom HaKudosh, it's called the holy day, the holy day. Um, and it's uh, the, the Avoida is performed by the Kohen Gurl, which is the uh, holiest person in Klalisro, in the holiest place, which is uh, in not only Nishalai, but in the Besamikdash, not only the Besamikdash, but the Kodesh Kodushim, the holiest uh, part of the Besamikdash. So we're, you know, like inundated with holiness here. Um, and the Parsha of Kadoshim starts out with the uh, statement that, uh, or the, the, the uh, command to be, you know, Kadoshim to you, you should be as, you should be holy. So you are my holy people. Um, so what is this all about? I think that there are some uh, misconceptions among a number of people regarding the real uh, the real essence of what is happening on Yom Kippur, Yom Hakodesh, and you know what what is what are we really uh, trying to accomplish there? In terms of the Torah itself, it is basically centered on the. Uh, actions of the coin Gurl in the Bismarck There's not a whole lot else to do. It's um, uh, it's about, I mean, of course we have to fast, but fast is refraining from doing something. It's not Tafka doing something. And the fact that we sit in shul a whole day in our kitlach and uh, without shoes and all that stuff, it's, um, it's kind of Again, what more like what not to do than what to do. And if the whole avoida is based on what the coin Gurdel is doing, then where does that leave us? You know, the rest of Claudius, well, what, what are we supposed to be, uh, what level are we supposed to be on? So it's, people can interpret it in various ways. The way I, I want to uh, deal with it here is the idea that, sure, there's an emphasis on purity 
and also an emphasis on, I mean, after all, according to Gudel himself, Teufel's in the, in, in, in the mikveh five times during the course of the Avoida. He's uh, constantly peering himself after every every uh, step of the way. There's also an idea of getting rid of the sitra achra, the idea of the ez la zuzel, that you're sending the, uh, the the goat over the cliff, which is a way of giving a chilik, you know, to get the sitra achra, the, the, the sotna out of the way. He shouldn't bring any any accusations um, against Klali Sol, so that kind of clears the air, so to speak, so that there should be no judgment on Yom Kippur itself. So Yom Kippur, and, and to the point where since all of the negative uh, powers are are gone for the time being, uh, we have the uh, possibility of being able to say the Pesach of Boruch Shem Kavod Malchiso and Krishma out loud, because we're not afraid that they're going to be around to hear it, uh, for various reasons which I won't go into now, but but the point is that we are creating an environment of purity and slicha where Hashem is forgiving us of virtually automatically. It's another thing, it's not really something as a result of something we're doing that Hashem um, is forgiving us. He, the day itself is uh, as that power that we are forgiven for the sins that we, you know, that, assuming that we do tshuva, but we, that, that it's kind of an automatic. Um, uh, kind of an automatic amnesty in a way. So that is not, again, dependent on something specific that we're doing. So if that's the case, then what are we doing? You know, what's the point of it? So what I'm, what I'm trying to present here is the idea that Kedusha is a state of being. And it's a state of being we don't have an opportunity to be in very much of the time because... Everything in the environment, everything that we hear and that we see and that we may even eat and, you know, everything around us has an element in this world, has an element of impurity to it. And we're being exposed to it constantly and we're being affected by it. And, you know, the whole, all the dinim of, of, of Tum and Tahara, it's all coming from a, uh, this, this problem of, of, of uh, a lack of purity. Or you know, Tula, that's in the world because of the chait of adoration. That's 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 our whole job is to choose right over wrong and pure over impure and constantly be you know clearing ourselves of the influences from those impure uh, influences, um, so that we are supposed to be constantly purifying ourselves, but we can never really approach that ideal of Kedusha, of, of, of this, this Am Kudush that we're supposed to be. Except on Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, we are freeing ourselves of all other uh, other um, influences. We're coming to the holiest place, you know, in our wherever we are, <laughs> the holiest place that's available to us, and uh, and we're there the whole day, and we're not thinking about Oisik and anything else except avoid Hashem, and you know, purifying ourselves to become mamish like angels. So it, it's, in a sense, uh, attaining a level of, of purity, not only in terms of Hashem having forgiven us for everything that we did wrong, but even the environment that we're setting up for ourselves is the highest possible level of Kedusha, so that we can ourselves attain a higher level of Kedusha, because when you're on the higher level of Kedusha, then you can have a closer, more direct experience of Hashem's Kedusha of Hashem's essence, that then we can we can uh, relate to Him on a higher level and, and, and again access 
a higher level of being, which, you know, hopefully the tzaddikim are on that level and, and, and the, the, the Kohen Gudel is on that level, and even he has to prepare for this day by a whole isolation and everything, and then he's, he's got to be completely pure himself. So, again, we're approaching Hashem on a level that is like an ideal level, which is a real taste of Olam Haba. We'd say that, you know, Shabbos is a taste of, of, of Olam Haba. It's, it's, a, it's me'en Olam Haba. But uh, Yom Kippur is, is Shabbos Shabbosin. It's, it's the Shabbos of, 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 of uh, the, the Shabbos of all Shabbos. It's the highest level of Shabbos. And that is really already, uh, uh, you know, a taste of what's the experience in Oilam Haba. Now, What's interesting about this is that the whole Achrei Mois it starts talking about it refers back to the uh, incident with with Nodav and Aviu where they went into the Kodesh Kodeshim and uh, an authorized way and they um, and, and they were killed, but. The way that Moshe Benny responds to it, he says that, you know, it should have been us, you know, and they were on an even higher level than us because they were, in a sense, uh, uh, sacrificed or they were, in, 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 they were the purifying element that was necessary to take place in order for the Mishkan to be dedicated. So, like, that had to happen. Now, the question is, why was it them? So, you know, you could take Moshe Benny's explanation. You could say also that they were, we know that this, this the incident that happened, that they were exposed to the Shechina, um, back by, by, by uh, Martin Teure on a very, very high level, and they saw, you know, a tremendous uh, um, uh, revelation of Hashem's presence that uh, was, uh, you know, uh, something that, that, was at an extremely high level, and they said that they had Hanua from it. They they enjoyed that. They had some kind of tiny from that, because they actually looked at it. So and we're not supposed to look at it. So why aren't we supposed to look at that? We say that you know a lot of uh, aspects of, of that are references to the Shechina, like the rainbow and various things. Um, we're not supposed to look at. So, but we know that when we're not supposed to do something, it's for our own good. It's not you know because of some some agenda that Hashem has. It's something that, that we're being protected from something. So what's so terrible about, about looking about the Shechina if it's something very beautiful? So one way of explaining that is is that when a person is exposed to a very beautiful thing or to a very high level of Kedusha, they have a natural yearning for that, a natural attraction to that. And, it, and everything else in existence pales before that because that's coming from a totally different level. So if a person is so, uh, he's, he's like, in a sense, the, the, the curtain is lifted and he's seeing what's on the other side. So when we see what's on the other side, we can be so attracted to it that this life is, uh, looks like nothing compared to it. It's, 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 it's disappointing. It could even be disgusting. I mean, it's something that, you know, why do we have to put up with all of this impurity and all of this imperfection and all of this, you know, pain and suffering and everything else, when the other side is so is so wonderful, is so beautiful, so so uh, amazing. So the fact is that it's said about Nodavim Aviyu, 
I forget exactly who says it, maybe the Sora Chaim, that they actually wanted to die. It was they were willing to give up their lives, very possibly because, in, the, in this context, that they had experienced what it's really like on the other side, and they had, they had no particular desire to live for its own sake in, in, in this world, you know, to, 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 as, if, as if this world is some kind of attraction to them. They were already beyond that. So if not, why not, why not dedicate themselves? Why not uh, uh, volunteer themselves as being a kind of a Corbin uh, to, to go to the other world? This was like a pathway to that redemption uh, as opposed to, you know, some kind of a punishment. So in that sense, that would explain why this was a. This is considered to be a, a result or an outgrowth of the fact that they did have that experience, and that they actually perceived it. They actually saw it. So therefore, they knew what it was. It wasn't something they just looked away from. So it was directly a, a direct result of that. So in the same sense, the idea of of uh, the experience of Yom Kippur is. At, at, at experience of Kedusha to the highest level that we can perceive it and are intended to perceive it because we don't want to go too far. If you go too far, then you just want to be there and you don't want to be here. And then it becomes tremendously mysterious nefesh, just stay in the world doing what Hashem wants us to accomplish here, which is obviously he has his plan for what, you know, what, we're, what, we're, what we're supposed to be doing here. So it's really not something that we're supposed to get 100% into. It's supposed to be, you know, like there, there are stories about people that have uh, experienced near-death experiences and they've you know had a chance to see some level of what Oilam Hab is about, and they don't they don't want to come back. They're the, they're like uh, totally they're sent back for whatever reason, but they'd rather be there. And some of them, as even stories about people who tried to commit suicide afterwards because they they just wanted so much wanted to be there, and then being in this life was so painful for them. So anyway, so this is not in our best interest to be too. Uh, you know, intensely exposed to what's going on in uh, the level of Oizam Haba. But what we do see is that by experiencing some level of what Kedusha means, the holiness in terms of really relating to Hashem in a much, much closer way, the fact that that is attainable on earth in this lifetime on some level... And certainly, you know, in terms of the Siddiquim and Koen uh, Gudel and these kinds of people experience it on even a much, much more intense level, uh, where it was even you know, worth it for them to risk their lives by going into the Kodesh Kodeshim because they had, you know, they, they had such a, a desire to experience that, that level that it shows that it is attainable in this world. So, therefore, it is a goal. It is something that we know that we're working towards is to bring that level into this existence in this world. That means that ultimately when Mashiach comes and the Ruach HaTumah that's holding back that Hashua that, that, that everything that's, that's fighting against that is going to be removed. And now there'll be a kind of a clean, uh, clear pathway. Or there, will be, there will be a, a clear air, let's say. You know, it talks about the Michelle's it's going to like it's going to look like ocean, like it's going to disappear like smoke. It's 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 the zuhama, the the filth of the of the uh, the other side, which is here as a necessary aspect of our avoid of our of our uh, purpose, which is to to exercise our freedom freedom of choice to choose to serve Hashem, and that has the power to to correct even the hate of Adam Arishan that we are 
you know, working with all this all this time in terms of human history. That's you know pretty much the the uh, the major preoccupation is trying to atone for that and trying to to get rid of that. So this is and it's also part of the whole experience of Yom Kippur. But in any in any case, this is something that we have a job to do, and that's why we're here. And we can never lose sight of that. But and we and we can never lose sight of what that goal is is to bring basically Oilam uh, Haba into Oilam Haza to merge the two so that we're able to, you know, serve Hashem totally in a gosh even in a gosh mystical world which unifies all of the worlds together. So this is uh just uh to give an inkling of some of the issues that are being are being handled here and how important it is on a very, very fundamental level to understand what's going on. Again, that it's not, Yom Kippur is not an idea of judgment. Judgments took place already on Rosh Hashanah. And it's not even an idea so much of forgiveness because as I said, the forgiveness pretty much happens by itself. It's an idea of sitting in a totally Kedushitic environment for an entire day and without even uh, paying attention to bodily needs, just just being with Hashem, praising Him, and 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 you know thinking about Him, and and you know raising ourselves to the highest possible level that we can we can attain, uh, in in a, a kind of a, a uh, uh, not only for for that kind of renewal and that kind of you know chizik and and uh, support and everything else that it gives, it's also to remind us that this is the taklis. This is where we're going towards. This is what we're 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 striving for is to get to that level of purity. I'm not saying that you know in Oilam Haba we're going to be sitting in Besmedrash in a kittel all day you know just serving at Hashem. There's, it's it's uh, obviously we're going to be doing other things besides. There's a whole void in Besmedrash you know. Besides that, but it is that ideal. It's an expression of a pure, very, very pure, ideal state of being, which is only attainable uh, when the um, when the ruach hatuma and the the, the sitra achra and the zaham and everything has been conquered. So um, that's just a few insights into what we are uh, dealing with here, and I hope that was of some uh, interest.